Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Fixing to Talk Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Brown. And on this edition, we've got Lil Mike on for the college basketball season preview episode. Lil Mike, how are we doing? Doing great, Ryan. Wouldn't be college basketball season if I didn't start this off with a big old fat fuck Duke. And uh, yeah, now we're ready to roll. You know the meme of the kid who's like basically crying while he's reviewing a Louisiana Popeyes, like whatever their like special menu, and yeah. it just says, "I I am so disappointed and my day is ruined." That is me right now. That is me right now. So congrats on that. Appreciate Thank you. it. Of course. Nevertheless, we've got a season preview show. A quick one at that, but a season preview show. We're going to hit on the power conferences, kind of talk about who we think will win each conference, a team that might be a dark horse in each league to win, and then who we will have to make it to the final four. We might even throw in who we think will be the, the top, the number one seeds, and we'll obviously include our national champion at the end, but it wouldn't be a college basketball show between me and you. If we didn't talk Duke UNC, I am not going to speak of the events that transpired in the final four last year. I refuse. You can talk all about it. If you want, I refuse, but both teams Come back this season, highly rated. UNC will be the number one team in the nation to start the season. Duke coming in at number seven, both with very good recruiting classes per usual. And But both teams will look very different in the same way. So, well, Mike, I will lead, let you, since your team went one round further than mine last year. I will let you start. Let me hear what your thoughts are about your season expectations for your North Carolina Tar Heels. Well, thank you, Ryan. Well, coming off of last year's run to the national championship game where they once and for all buried that, uh, that ugly mug looking Mike Krzyzewski. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm kidding. He was a great coach. He was an all-timer, but seriously, but seriously, I took some serious joy out of watching them beat him and in his final game. That was awesome. Uh, it's championship or bust. I mean, you're returning four starters, Armando Baker, Leaky Black, RJ Davis, and Caleb Lover all back from last year's championship run team. Uh, they're starting Nance. He, he's the new, the new guy to the starting five. He's a freshman. Uh, 6'11", 230, big-time recruit coming in for them. Um, I, I think he might be related to Larry. I mean, he kind of looks like him just from looking at his picture here from Akron, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, he might be related to Larry Nance, might be his younger brother. Who knows? Anywho. Uh, oh, he's a senior. Wow. Yeah. He's probably related. Right. Um, yeah. They're, I mean, they're an older team. They're a more experienced team. They're probably in for some serious regression come next year and they're selling out big time this year to try to win the whole thing. Um, so I'll be curious to see how that goes and to see if they're able to pull that off. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's championship or bust. When you have a group of seniors like this who've already been there and done that and got that close last year, um, you can't really expect them to do anything less. If anything, you would think it would just fuel the fire and make them get hungrier and and, and want to finish the job that they started last year. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they're definitely going to be the top dog going into the season and probably for a good chunk of the season unless they somehow get off to a slow start. I mean, the way they finished off last year just on an absolute tear and carrying it over into both the ACC tournament as well as the March Madness, the national tournament, I mean, you can't – you got to give all the credit in the world to them as much as it pains me to say that. And they, they just, they just got disgustingly hot. So I expect big things from your team. Uh, they should be the favorites to win the ACC. And I honestly, if, if it's not Duke or UNC winning the ACC, I, I will be pleasantly surprised this year. Uh, as far as my Duke boys go, they brought in the number one recruiting class. However, they will be without their top two recruits. So Derek, I think Derek Whitehead is out with an injury. Uh, they've also going to be missing their other guy, which is, I believe, Pro- Scott Proctor. Did I get his name right? No, wait. No, it's Tyrese Proctor. Not even close. Tough. Um, but they're starting four, four freshmen, I believe. Uh, four freshmen will be the centerpiece. I know Mark Mitchell is was their starting power forward last night in their season opener against Jacksonville. He looked great, uh, and he's gonna fill. He's probably going to to be their starter there after if he can keep that up. But Kyle uh, Roach is is the only. Uh, Jeremy Roach, rather. He's the only one that's sticking around from last year's team. Uh, He's their leading point guard. He's also been voted the team captain. He looked great in the season opener. Again, it's Jacksonville, but still. I I do expect there to be some growing pains again with a very freshman-heavy unit. So with 11 total newcomers, it's, it's not going to happen overnight more than likely, despite just the obscene amount of talent in all of these players. They've got several potential lottery picks on their hands, but I don't expect it to happen overnight, but I do expect them to kind of find their groove at some point in the season. And they should be a team that contends and is, is fighting for a spot in the final four when all is said and done. I don't know if this is a national championship caliber squad. I think it, it remains to be seen how well the freshmen can translate their games to the college level. But I, I do think the talent is certainly there. If first year head coach John Shire can get them in line in an m- amount of time that isn't too, too late here. So, with the ACC, I mean, I, I think we can both agree it's UNC or Duke. But if, if, if you had to pick one other team besides one of our teams, who would you say might be a dark horse, if any? It's a good question, Ryan. Um, I guess maybe Virginia. I mean, I don't know. It, it just I'm trying to think of who could be a legit dark horse. Like, they obviously had a huge drop-off last year and don't have the talent level of either of those two teams, but – I mean, there's not even anyone else even ranked in the top 25 that's from the ACC from the looks of it. Virginia's there at 18. 
Mm-hmm. And that that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I guess you can call him a dark horse, but like there's really no one else. It's it's one of those two. Virginia would be the only other team, even in theory, just because they're ranked. That's it though. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you right there. I mean, maybe Miami, but that's 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 about it. I think this is a this is pretty much a two team league unless Virginia fires off on all cylinders and makes it a big three at the top of this league. They kind of had a down year last year, and I'm not expecting a mass, massive bounce back year in the ACC this year either. So I'm just going to state the obvious here. You've obviously got UNC winning it. I can't do that, so I'm picking Duke. And if either of those teams does not win, I, I think we would both be pleasantly surprised. Now let's let's head over to the Big East. The Big East Conference, we'll see. Obviously, Villanova is just the powerhouse here. I guess the obvious question here is, can anyone dethrone them? Do you think maybe Creighton has a shot here? Or is Villanova, even without Jay Wright, now that he's the head coach, or as head coach, he has retired now, do you think Villanova is still just going to be that dominant Big East power at the top? I don't think so. I mean, Creighton's ranked higher to start the year. I think it could be a dogfight between either of those two. And I, I've seen some people picking Xavier, too, as a potential dark horse this year. Um, Villanova, I, I think, is the most talented team, but they're no longer necessarily the most well-coached team. So coaching does play up at, at the collegiate level, and I think losing Jay Wright will be a massive loss for that program as a whole. Um, but at the end of the day, only time is going to tell. And uh I, I think obviously Nova still has to be considered one of the favorites in, in the conference for the year. I just don't know that they will be the overlords that they usually are. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is a two team league as well. I don't like the ACC Creighton's bringing back a good amount of talent. Ryan Nemhart and Ryan Kalbrenner both were impact players for them last year. They both also dealt with a little bit of the injury bug. I believe Nemhart was lost for the season. Like, in late January or February, or maybe I'm, they had three Ryans last year who were all really good. So I really should have liked that team a lot more than I did, but one of them got hurt and it kind of threw the team into a little bit of a flux. They, they did kind of survive and, and play well enough to still compete and be kind of an issue the first weekend of the tournament. But after that, it was, they weren't, they really didn't have much of a shot. They just didn't have the depth with the injuries that kind of piled up under for Greg McDermott's squad. Uh, I know the Big East is also home to your alma mater, Mike. So real quick, do you have any thoughts on Providence as they enter the season? Well, they're prone for some significant regression. They lost a lot of people who were on that sweet 16 team last year. Um, They'll be okay, but they're in a one-point game with Ryder right now, so I'm not overly optimistic at this point in time. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching yeah. the game as we do the podcast. So you uh-huh. asked me who I think is going to win the Big East, Ryan. I, If I had to take my pick, I, I guess I would default to Villanova. Um, but don't be surprised if it's Creighton. I guess I'll take them as my dark horse, even though they're ninth in the country. Yeah, I. it looks like the, the consensus is actually Creighton. And you know what? Just because the two best players are named Ryan, I'm not going to overthink this one. 
I'm going Creighton. So let's let's roll with that. Moving over to the big best conference in the league. Not the Big East is not the best conference. The Big Ten. Obviously, you've got Michigan, and they're you know that they're going to be a power led by Jawan Howard, but they've got an interesting look to the Big Ten this year because Michigan did lose a sizable amount of talent. And so they're they're while they're going to be in that Big Ten race, I mean, it looks like it could be the year for Indiana. Uh, another team that usually is up the top of late that could also be a threat is Illinois. So, Mike, if you could give me one team that you want to talk about here of the of the bunch, or maybe it's another one that I didn't mention. Who, who do you like here in the Big Ten? I like Michigan here. I think Hunter Dickinson is the best player in the conference. I think they got off to a slow start last year and are better than they played all of last year. And with him back this year, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, I know Indiana's ranked higher, but I think Michigan's the team that pulls it out in the long run. Hmm. I, I just think you look at Trace Jackson Davis for Indiana – I mean, he's been an absolute stud last year. He was averaging 19, eight, two blocks a game, shot 60% from the field. I mean, he's the best player in the conference. You can make a case for Hunter Dickinson. But I think Jackson Davis is the more well-rounded player of the two. So I'm going to give the edge to him. And I think Indiana has enough, finally has enough talent surrounding, surrounding him to actually pull this thing off. So... I'm going to give the slight edge to Indiana, but I think the Big Ten, while it won't be as top-heavy in terms of like top teams at the top of the standings here, it's still going to be just as wide open as it was in years past. So you got Michigan. I got Indiana. We'll see how that plays out. Now let's head over to the Big 12. Obviously, when you talk about the big 12, you're looking at Kansas. They are not only the defending champs of the big 12, uh, they are the national champions. So you look and the big 12 has the past two national champions. When you think about it, uh, Baylor won it the previous year. So both these teams of those teams are highly ranked coming into this year. Both definitely have final four aspirations Although, if you recall, Bill Self, the Kansas head coach, he is suspended for the first four games of the year because of the FBI investigation that they've been involved in. So, looking at the Big 12, does this feel like, and this is becoming an increasing trend, though, Mike, do you think this is another two-team league? Or do do you think there's another team out there that might step up? I think this is another two-team league, and I think it's I, I think it's Baylor's to lose. I know Kansas is coming off the national title, but I think Baylor is returning a few more pieces from last year. Kansas seemed like they were a bit more experienced and seasoned last year. Uh, they're both ranked number five to start the year. Uh, gotta love that. You know, let's just skip over the number six. Let's let's do that stupid thing where we have two teams be the same ranked number. That's not going to confuse anyone. Um, nope. Sorry, that I'm being I'm, be, I'm, be, I'm being petty and stupid, but I I just think that's the dumbest thing in the world that they will that they just call it. It's a tie. Like no, there's no ties in the game. Just rank one five and one six. 
Yeah. All right. I digress from my tangent. Um, I think Baylor's slightly better. I'm a big uh, Aaron Flagler. I think it's Aaron Flagler. It could be Adam Flagler. I'm not sure. Uh, he he was yep. a starter last year. He was a, he was a backup on that team that had Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell that won the national title. I think he's going to lead Baylor to be the number one seed in the Big Twelve this year. Mm-hmm. I I think I'm with you. Adam Flagler should be in the conversation, if not the Big 12 player of the year. But again, you can't sleep on Kansas. Jalen Wilson is probably going to be the guy for KU this year. Uh, They bring back a good amount of talent in their own. I believe they – I believe they're getting Kevin McCuller Jr. from who's the Texas Tech transfer, so an interesting in-conference transfer. Um, but the, so the, Kansas will have enough talent, but I think Baylor's going to have a lot of its own between Flagler, uh, LJ Cryer, and uh, one of the best names in college basketball, Flo Thamba at center. So I think it's definitely a two-team race. I'm not going to count out Texas by any means, but let's be honest, Texas is always going to Texas. It doesn't matter what sport it is. So uh, I, I think I think it's definitely a battle between Baylor and Kansas at the top here. For the sake of the argument, though, I will say that Kansas will find a way. Uh, Bill Self will probably use this nonsense in spin zone in some way into fuel to get this team to kind of just get on a roll here. And we'll, we'll see how they look in the champions classic without Bill self on the sidelines. I believe they're playing Duke in that game. So it'll be an early, very good early test for Kansas uh, to see what that team is made of. Hopping over to the pack 12, another Interesting battle at the top here. Most likely going to come down to Arizona or UCLA. UCLA has been a staple here, making some deep runs in the NCAA tournament in years past here. Uh, Last year, I believe they got a couple of teams to the Elite Eight, uh, but it wasn't UCLA. It was Oregon State and USC, if I remember correctly. Um, after the top teams all suffered upsets earlier in the tournament. So this team does have, this league does have a a very good track record in the tournament, but as far as the PAC 12 itself goes, Mike, who, who do you like here? I like UCLA. Um, I mean, they're, they're the highest ranked team in the conference for a reason, in my opinion. Uh, they've been the dominant team in the conference for a couple of years, like you said, and uh, I'm a big fan of Jalen Clark. Nate in his first game, big six, five guard. He, he should be the dominant force in that conference. And I think he, he has legit shots to win conference player of the year. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you here. I mean, if it's not Jimmy Jaquez, uh, who's basically triple J, uh, they are going to have depth across the board. I mean, Amari Bailey is probably going to be one of the best players new to the Pac-12 in in the conference. So they're, they're loaded up and down across the board. If you look at Arizona, they will have some depth, but with they they, they do have uh, Azulis Tobias still cooking, as well as 
Amaro, Balo, and Pele Larson. So they do have some some talent. They have a Texas transfer in Courtney Rami, but it just feels like UCLA is just. And when it comes to talent, they're just leaps and bounds above everyone else in, the, in this conference. So I, I'm with you here. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be real tough for Arizona to or anyone else in this league to match UCLA this year with just the recruiting job that they've done over at UCLA. And then finally, to wrap up the conferences, we've got the SEC. So Kentucky is the highest ranked team of the bunch. They start the season at number five. Their powerhouse big man, Oscar Toshibwe, is back for another year. And he looks just as good as he did last year. He played very well in their season opener against Howard. Arkansas could be another team that has a chance to win the league. Uh, but it, it just seems like Kentucky's going to be the one to beat here. Maybe Arkansas, if that, uh, with the recruiting class Arkansas brought in. Uh, do, you, do you like Kentucky or Arkansas to win the SEC, Mike? Or is there another team we should be talking about here? I think I like Arkansas here. Um, I know Kentucky's done a great job recruiting, but Arkansas had three guys combined for 61 in their in their first game, which is a pretty a pretty good showing. Um, they, they were pretty good last year. They've, they've done a great job at identifying young freshman talent that can come in, lead lead them to a, a, a good regular season record and maybe a little bit of a run in the tournament and then turning that over year over year. Again, Kentucky's just been in kind of a state of flux the last few years and hasn't impressed me much. So until I see a better coaching job from Calipari, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I, I I think you you got to give the, the – the edge to Arkansas just because of their track record. Yes. They haven't necessarily won an SEC regular season title. I don't think they've won a tournament title either, actually, but they've, they've done very well in March madness. Uh, So they, and the fact that they're bringing in like some really bonafide NBA talent, I, I think that they've definitely got a chance. Nick Smith jr. They're expecting big things out of their, top five recruits could be top five pick in the draft uh, the next year. So that that's definitely got to be the edge, but I mean, you, you definitely cannot count out the reigning national player of the year in Oscars to They've got some returning players in Savair Wheeler and Jacob Toppin, who is Obi Toppin's brother. So they, they should be, in a good spot where those two teams will be battling it out when all is said and done. I'm actually going to go Kentucky here, even though I do agree Arkansas should be the one I, I think Oscar's going to want to go out and Calipari's that team has a lot of amends to make after getting upset by St. Peter's in the first round uh, as a 15 seed. So I think this is a redemption year for Kentucky. I, I think that that's going to play a factor into their season. And Calipari is going to have his boys definitely gunning for that title to make things right. Now, let's let's talk about the f- much more into the future. So who who do you like, Mike, 
to be the number one seeds, if you had to say? Who, who do you think will be the top four teams in the country going into March Madness, if you had, if you had to say right here, right now? Oh, boy, this is a tough one. Um, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say UNC, preseason number one. Can I, can I give them the benefit of the doubt? I'm going to say Gonzaga because they're just – they do it every year now. They beat the crap out of their non-conference schedule. They get like two or three losses, and they still get a one seed, and they're given the benefit of the doubt by the NCAA committee. Um, I'll give it to UCLA because the Pac-12 usually puts on a strong showing for college basketball. At least the, their top teams do. It's usually UCLA, Arizona, and Oregon, and USC mm-hmm. too, to an extent. Um, and I think since UCLA is the best of that bunch, they will they will get in there as one of the one seeds. And if I had to pick one more, oh boy, this is hard. Um, I'm going to go with Baylor because I I think whatever team between the two juggernauts in the Big 12 wins that conference it is going to end up as a one seed. And I think that Baylor is the better team. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say North Carolina, Gonzaga, UCLA, Baylor. Mm-hmm. I think for number one seeds, North Carolina and Gonzaga should be shoo-ins. Now, we haven't talked about Houston yet. They're the number three ranked team in the country. But I feel like they're going to have to not only have a disgustingly impressive record, but they're also going to have to be impressive in the limited amount of marquee games, uh, specifically in the non-conference. They do have a road matchup against a ranked Oregon team. They do have a game against Alabama, uh, who's ranked 20, and they play at Virginia. But outside of that, they don't face – there are no ranked teams in – the uh, the American for Houston to play. Uh, obviously, Houston's going to be, become a member of the Big 12 in a couple of years here, but that, that doesn't matter this year. So Houston's not most likely not going to have many opportunities to impress in the, re- in the conference portion of the schedule. So they're going to have to show up big time in those three non-conference games and take care of business pretty much the rest of the way. Uh, so I feel like that's asking a lot because every team in the American is going to be gunning for them. That'll be pretty much their like Super Bowl. Uh, so I, I feel like though there could be a couple of hiccups for Houston along the way. So I'm not expecting them to get a one seed. I, I do think that a big 12 team will end up getting a one seed. Uh, I, I'm going to go with you and I'm going to agree with Baylor. I think that they have proven that they can go toe to toe with Kansas on a yearly basis and that it's, it's not just KU's league anymore. I mean, that's, that's been a given the last couple of years, but I mean, when you think of big 12, you just think Kansas at this point when it comes to basketball. And then I'm going to go with the fourth number one, man. I think I'm going to go. This is a tough one. I mean, I asked the question and I'm not even ready to answer my own question. That's, that's, that's how hard of a question this is. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that Creighton will make a run here. I think that they, if they get off to a hot start in their non-conference portion, they've got matchups to take advantage of in terms of marquee games. They play Texas Tech, who's a ranked team at home. They go and play Texas on the road. 
And even though the Big East only has one other ranked team in Villanova, you know that some of these Big East teams are going to find their ways into the rankings eventually. The Big East is usually filled with quality in terms of depth. They usually have plenty of teams that are fighting to, on the bubble. So I think Creighton will be in a, a pretty good position to make a run for a number one seed here. I think that's going to be my dark horse to snag a one seed. Now, real quick, let's pick our way too early final four and who will win it all. So, Mike, give me your final four. Okay. Um, Carolina. That'll be one of them. I'm going to – boy, this is a hard question. <laughs> Shit. I was not prepared for this one. I, the one seeds was the one seeds is easy. You just pick four talented teams. The final four is like who's left standing at the end of the year. Yeah. So let me let, here. Here, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a breather on this one. I'll I'll hop in on this one because this one I actually think is slightly easier for me. I, I think North Carolina and Gonzaga. Not only should they get number one seats when all is said and done, I think they should make it to the Final Four. Now, as for the other two teams. I think Kentucky will find a way to get to the final four. I think they are going to be so determined to prove that last year is a fluke that they will be firing on all cylinders. So that would be my third team to make it to the final four. Now, obviously I would love to be a biased Duke fan and throw Duke in there. However, I'm not going to do that. I do think there are, a lot of freshmen, a lot of newcomers, only one returning player. And the fact that their two best freshmen are not playing and are not ready for the reg- – weren't ready for the season opener due to injury, that raises a slight red flag for me in terms of their ability to kind of find their rhythm and consistency quickly. So I'm not saying that they won't have it by the time March Madness comes around. But I, I do think that a, a ton of freshmen and only real one sort of go-to leader, that, that, could be, that could be a recipe for disaster. I'm actually going to pick Arkansas to be my fourth team in the Final Four. They have a tremendous track record of getting to the second weekend and getting to the Elite Eight. They just haven't really been able to get over the hump and get to the Final Four. I think this will be the year that Arkansas gets over said hump and into the final four. So I have North Carolina, Gonzaga, Kentucky, and Arkansas. Okay. Well, I'm going to copy two of yours. Obviously, Carolina. I, I do like the Kentucky pick um, because of the hunger factor. Like you said, uh, I, I did say I'm, I'm not going to give them the one seed until I give Coach Cal the benefit of the doubt. But the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament's a different story. Um, there is that desire factor with them. Um, I, I think they are going to want it just because of how last year ended, like you said. The third one I'm going to give it to is Baylor. I think they're pissed that Kansas won it last year, and it, it, the talk is now going to go straight back to, oh, it's Kansas Conference, and they're going to want to set out to prove that they are still the premier program in the Big 12. That didn't change after last year. Um, my last one, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going to give it to Houston. I, I don't like I, – I, as much as Gonzaga's wow. talented – 
Yeah, I know. I mean, they're preseason number three for a reason. They usually make a good run of the tournament. They have a really good team. I, I think that, you know, if I, I can't pick all the big conference schools, I think one of these mid-tier conference schools is going to get it. But because Gonzaga chokes, I'm going to give Houston the benefit of the doubt. I think they're a good defensive team. They're they're well coached. They, they've been there before. And I just I, I like the way that program is run. And I think that their odds of getting back to the final four this year are pretty high. Mm-hmm. They definitely have the talent to get there. I just, I just don't know if they will have enough experience in ter- enough of a of a test, enough tests really early on in the se- or during the season, and because their conference tournament isn't going to offer them too much either in terms of top tier kind of competition. So I, I just wonder how prepared they will be come the second weekend. I, I think they can cruise through the first weekend, but I wonder how, how they'll, they'll fare in the second weekend. They've definitely got the talent to make it to the final four. I just, I just wonder if they'll be truly ready for it. So with our final four picks locked in, Mike, we got to pick a national champion. I obviously am expecting you to pick North Carolina. I'll be a little shocked if you don't, but I obviously cannot. I, I just physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally cannot. However, I also don't think Gonzaga is going to finally get over the hump. They've been to multiple national championship games in the past. I think they've been to two of the last three or two of the last four national championship games, fell short both times. They just always have the talent. They always make it to the end, and then they fall just short. I just don't think you can bet on them to get over the hump this year. Likewise, while I think Arkansas can make it to the Final Four, and I do am picking them to do so, I I don't think they're necessarily ready for that Final Four stage. I think they'll, they'll make it, but they won't win a game there. I expect the national championship game to be Kentucky versus North Carolina. And I'm actually going to pick Kentucky to win it all. I, I It seems like an absurd pick because Kentucky on the surface kind of feels like just the entire team revolves around Oscar Toshibwe. But, I mean, I, I just... I just think he's a beast. I I think you can double team him all you want, but he's still going to find a way to impact the game. And I think they have enough talent surrounding him to where even when he's not playing up to his standard, they'll be able to kind of pick him up. I I really like Kentucky this year. They're going to be my pick to win it all. I'm going to pick North Carolina. Well, who am I kidding? It's it's North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what a stall what a stall i mean i guess yeah i'm picking north carolina yeah yeah that, that was that was an all-time stall and i i'm picking carolina that's it, it's as simple as that i'm taking them they're winning the whole thing it, it, they're, they're the best team in the country most experienced starting five they're they're it mm-hmm. and i mean you can use the same kind of factor for uh, North Carolina as well. They got all the way to the championship l- last year. They beat their, they beat 
my team in the final four, which was the first time those two teams had ever matched up in a final four, which was historic. The game lived up to it. It was legendary outside of the ending. And then they just fell short. They choked that lead towards the end. They let Kansas come from behind and, and just completely flip that game on its head. So they have just as much unfinished business as anyone else. And I think that's why you saw a lot of that team return uh, this year. So I can't, I cannot fault anyone for picking North Carolina to win it all this year. Too much talent, too much experience in a job that just isn't done. So, I mean, they, they've got to be the favorites 100%. Can't fault you for, for being a homer there. And real quick, Mike, before we wrap up, any thoughts on the Wooden Award? So who do you have any any player in mind to be the national player of the year? Uh, I think Drew Timmy has to be the heads-on favorite. I know he was the favorite going into last year. There's no Chet there this year, obviously, to kind of take a bunch of um, t- touches from him and take take his mm-hmm. down low reps. So I think that uh, – that, that Timmy will be the odds on favorite. I also like Hunter Dickinson at Michigan. Talked about him earlier. He's the focal point of that offense. Juwan Howard loves his big men. I, I think that he, he very well could be the guy who, who wins the award this year. Yeah, I think he's due. I, I, I don't as much as it would be easy to pick like Armando Bakit or uh, Oscar Tashibwe to go back to back. I, I do think Drew Timmy is going to put up otherworldly stats in his final year at Gonzaga. So I'm not going to stray too far from that one. I I think those are probably your top three and I'll, I'll roll with you. I think, I think Timmy is going to go out with a a national, uh, a wooden player. So national player of the year award. I'll, I'll go with you on that one, but I think that's going to do it, Mike, unless you've got any other final thoughts other than reiterating your love for Duke basketball. No, I think I covered that earlier. Uh, I think uh, I'm just happy the college basketball's back and it gives us something to watch at night. Absolutely. So that's going to do it for this edition of Fix and to Talk Sports. For Lil Mike, I'm Ryan. We'll see you next time.